Welcome to Right Spokane Perspective with your host, Tim. And Shannon. It's opinion, fact, information, and your alert system. Stay tuned and enjoy the show. And welcome to Right Spokane Perspective on this Initiative Tuesday. We're talking about statewide initiatives, but it's also time that you can take initiative. We've got Sharon Hannock on the line with us today from Let's Go Washington. There is a rally coming up this Friday, the 23rd, and it's a rally in support of the voters having the availability and power to speak to the legislature and to state law. So we're going to dig into that conversation again with Sharon Hannock with Let's Go Washington after some inspiration. Our inspiration today is God's great love cycle. As a new believer in Jesus at the age of 30, I had lots of questions after committing my life to him. When I started reading the scriptures, I had even more questions. I reached out to a friend. How can I possibly obey all of God's commandments? I just snapped at my husband this morning. Just keep reading your Bible, she said, and ask the Holy Spirit to help you love him just like Jesus loves you. After more than 20 years of living as a child of God, that simple but profound truth still helps me embrace the three steps in his great love cycle. First, the Apostle Paul affirmed that love is central in the life of a believer in Jesus. Second, by continuing to pay the debt to love one another, followers of Christ will walk in obedience, for whoever loves others has fulfilled the law. Finally, we fulfill the law because love does no harm to a neighbor. When we experience the depth of God's love for us demonstrated best through Christ's sacrifice on the cross, we can respond with gratitude. Our grateful devotion to Jesus leads to loving others with our words, actions, and attitudes. Genuine love flows from the one true God who is love. Loving God, help us get caught up in your great love cycle. Heavenly Father, please help us to believe that you love us so that we can love others through the overflow of your love for us. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, I think there is an overflow of love, but it's the love of money, and our legislature wants to take more and more of it. And that's part of the initiatives that are going to be worked on this year by the legislature or ignored that will be coming to the voters. And I know over in Olympia, uh, you know, we want to love our neighbor in this season like the legislative season, we need to love on our government. And the best way to do that is to give it guidance on the way that it should go, just like we should do with our children. And we've got Sharon Hannock on the line with us today with Let's Go Washington. What's been happening with the initiative, Sharon? Because what I've seen is the legislature trying to figure out how to politically posture themselves with these issues that will be on the ballot with them when the House of Representatives has to run and a bunch of the Senate. And so they're, they're kind of dodging issues and playing politics when we know that some of the leaders in Olympia have actually shared uh, messages of disdain of the citizenry in the initiative process. Yes, and I think one of the things that's going on is chaos on the side of those that oppose initiatives, which happen to be almost all the Democrats. Um, they, they don't want to see this. They were unhappy that we brought it forth to them. But now, according to our Constitution, they have to deal with it. And they can deal with it by either having a hearing on it and voting it in. They could have a hearing on it and then do nothing, in which case it goes to the ballot box in November. 
or they could write their own version. And that's still not completely out the window that they might write their parallel version of what our initiatives are about. And then there will be two initiatives for each topic at the ballot box. Um, as we get towards the end of session, that might not be as as uh, one of the choices. But we will be having hearings. And I want to say that whole concept of love. I want to thank all the wonderful listeners that signed the petition. And if you missed your chance to sign the petition, please spread the word that this is out there because it will be at the ballot box in November. And we need your vote to vote yes on all of the initiatives. And it is the love of parents for their children that got them out and got them motivated to sign Initiative 2108, Parent Notification. Um, it is the love of just trying to watch their pocketbook and their budgets and just being reasonable for all the four gas for the gas tax and the other income tax. We just want to make a living wage and I mean just being able to live comfortably without having high taxes all the time. Well, then loving uh, thy neighbor means yeah. you know thinking about uh, the care of our neighbors. You know, like with the police pursuit That's, initiative yes. that is, that is also coming up. And you know, when you, when you think about loving your neighbor, the last thing you want to do is pick their pocket, but our our neighbors in Olympia seem to want to pick our pockets all the time, and they don't oh, come up with good solutions, and and then just come back for more money all the time. And it, it's so ironic that the taxes that they've put on the rich has caused some billionaires and multimillionaires to leave Washington because of those threats to their incomes and their estates. And and so now the state's complaining, oh, we're going to have a $600 million hole in our budget because these people that we wanted to throw more taxes at have left. But the legislature has a record amount of tax money coming in. Right. And they are setting up a situation for those that could bring us jobs and other things to leave our state. Um, the, the other scam, though, is the long term care. And we're not saying we don't want it at all. We're just saying let's opt into it and, and that it should be up to the employee to decide if they want this long term care because. The benefits are only about $36,000, $36,500. That's your total benefits after you pay in for a lifetime. So this really isn't making any sense well, by the financially time that, for that person. By the time most of the workers that are basically paying that payroll tax in Washington receive those services, it might be a month of care or two months of care that are, are required. And so it, it really doesn't create enough coverage for it to be Not at a, all. a value. And it's really a scheme um, because I think about college students and I've, it's always been my contention, college students that come into uh, our state universities and vote in elections in the local region. And then of course, as soon as they finish college, they go back to Michigan or Ohio or wherever it is they're from. And should they really have chosen issues in our state by voting? And it's, it's a lot like this, issue of the long-term care act so college students come to washington state they're going to college and they know that they're moving back to illinois or or one of these other states that they're from so why are they paying into a system they'll never be able to use and also that system of the long-term care, there is a clause in it that if you are, let's say, a young person and you work and you pay into this, the pot, and all of a sudden, 
and commonly this might happen to females that have young children, they take five years off to take care of their children. Then they lose everything they paid in and they have to start all over again. So this is very drastically against moms. Well, and it's not a long-term care act for the citizen, everyday citizen, whether it's a mom or obviously that is a horrible um, example of, you know, it's not a savings account for their long-term care. It's really a slush fund for our legislature is, is kind of what I see. And I just see them rolling it into the general budget and making it part of their tax schemes that they've done mm-hmm. in the past. Right. So one of the things we're trying to do, and we've had one rally already, is to tell your leaders, tell the leaders, first, you want them to address it. You actually want them to vote it in now. And one way to do that is to come to our rally on February 23rd at noon. Now, that rally is going to be in Olympia. It's Olympia on the Capitol Steps. So on the Capitol Steps, Olympia, Friday the 23rd, what time? It's at noon. We would love to have 400,000 people show up, but I don't think that's possible. But it would be great to have representation from all parts of the state. And if you are planning to come, we'd like to know. You could email info at Let's Go Washington and let them know you're coming from another part of the state because we might ask you to uh, talk to your representatives and senator in a certain way. So um, we're looking for people from every district across our state. Well, and I think this is also a wonderful opportunity for uh, citizens to be in, engaged in Olympia. One of the things that I've seen in Olympia for far too long is that a lot of the, you know, when they have students or they have other groups uh, go to Olympia, it's after the, all the legislative work is done. This is February 23rd. There's still over a month left in the legislative session, correct? Correct. And what we're also looking at is possibly February 27th and or 28th, that we have already ha- are planning that um, the Democrats have said they will have hearings. So if you can't come on the 23rd, it would be great if you can plan to come on the 27th, 28th. We don't have the full schedule out. Well, I think that's, those are the dates. This is a great opportunity the for the 23rd, but you, you also have those other dates for the 27th. If someone's going to go over to the rally on the 23rd, it's a 12 o'clock noon rally. So what you can do is go on to the taxpayer-funded website, ledge.wa.gov, and you can look at Friday, or if you're going to get there a day early Thursday, and look at the hearings that are coming up. Look at the bills in areas of education or firearms or whatever issue the uh, person's passionate about. They can go into hearings, testify on bills, or sign in and not have to testify in opposition to some of the things that are going on in Olympia, because there, of course, there are a lot of issues. These six initiatives are are very important to get to the uh, voters. And of course, they're supposed to constitutionally go to the voters automatically. But you talked about that issue of them maybe putting up a parallel initiative on the ballot. Do you think this legislature that is so unhappy with the voters and let's go Washington signatures that they're going to put up a parallel issue that will kind of undo the intent of the voters and maybe a a confusing thing that people would vote for? Right. And and there that is their option. It has not been done since I think the late eighties or early nineties it happened once. And it didn't go over well. Um the, the original version did win out. So I kind of think that is like the last resort. But they're looking at possibly having hearings on twenty eighty one, which is parent notification, twenty one thirteen, police pursuit, and twenty one eleven, the income tax. 
They refuse to address the capital gains, the long-term care, and the climate change, which is your hidden gas tax. Yeah, the hidden, they, the hidden gas heard, tax that's that not very the most. Yeah. The hidden gas tax that's not very hidden. And I've been talking about this before. You go to different fueling stations across the state, and this is not just a gas tax that you're paying at the pump. This is what you're paying at the grocery store. The shipping of goods, the cost of diesel fuel. You go over to Idaho or Oregon, or if, you know these semi trucks that are bringing freight from other parts in the nation. They're not fueling up in Washington if they can help it, but if they do have to fuel up in Washington, then they're paying a much higher price. And you see that at the, you know, not just the gas station, you see it at the grocery store and you're going to see it in every purchase you make in Washington. Right. It's, it's a trickle down effect. And the whole, it's not just about gas. This is about everything because the climate change act and the zero emissions, this is going to affect your transportation. This is growth management. It's actually far deeper than just gas tax. Well, it goes into your energy uh, down the road, right? It's going to cost us a fortune. We're talking about heating our homes, the construction of our homes, all of the things that are needed, the energy that's required for a civilization to be modern. Right. And they claim that this is supposed to reduce greenhouse gas emissions. However, when you look at the details of how it's being implemented and used, it's, that's not happening. There, there is nothing in the, the law that is going to help us in that way. Well, and I see most of that money being used, you know, f- just for the folks so they know, gas tax in our constitution is supposed to go to transportation dollars. It's a separate budget. They can't just put it in the general budget. The gas tax is supposed to, and I'm surprised it didn't get challenged on the merits of that because what they did is created a gas tax through the Climate Commitment Act that actually doesn't go into transportation. It's a slush fund for them to fund more and more uh, NGOs to push climate change uh, agendas that don't help the economy, and except for the economy of government, and it doesn't help the citizenry travel in one way or another. And it's just making life more expensive. So we're going to take a break. We're going to be right back again with Sharon Hannock with Let's Go Washington. You can go to their website, check out all the things they have on their website covering these initiatives. There is a rally Friday, 23rd. The rally is at noon at the Capitol. All are welcome to come and talk to their state you know, representatives, they can talk to other legislators and, and help work on these issues. And let's go Washington. So we're going to be right back. Don't go anywhere. Thank you for listening to Right Spokane Perspective. We are only on the air and podcast because you support this program. You, the listeners, we are listener supported. Keep us on the air to keep all these interviews and shows going. Please go to rightspokaneperspective.com. There's a donate button there. Or you can send your donation to Right Spokane Perspective LLC. P.O. Box 7620-99207. Thanks and back to the show. And welcome back to Right Spokane Perspective on this Initiative Tuesday episode. We're talking to Sharon Hannock with Let's Go Washington. It's not just about the initiatives that you're going to see on the ballot coming up here in our next election cycle. It's also the initiative of citizens because the government is doing so many things. Of course, the sponsors of these initiatives probably saw a whole lot more issues that they would like to tackle and citizens that probably would have signed all those initiatives on on other issues where our state government is just out of control. So it's time to take initiative as citizens. There's a lot of bills. We'll be covering them uh, later on in the week. The, The legislature is just out of control. And when they talk about affordable housing, 
every time they do that in their campaigns, they go to Olympia and they do things that increase the cost to live in the state. So we got to be active and in what they're doing. Again, I always encourage people go to the taxpayer funded social media site, ledge.wa.gov. You can go through the bills there. You can click on topics and issues, and you can make comments on bills on ledge.wa.gov. You can also follow issues so that you can get automatic email when things are going to hearings. And so those are important things to do. Let's go Washington. There is a rally this Friday, the 23rd at noon and uh, Sharon Hannock, I'm sure is going to be there. So welcome back onto the show. Yes, thank you. And I just want to remember, and thanks for all the, the, the role of the citizen. Olympia is a numbers game, and it's who has the bigger numbers that often can sway, sway the attention for the most part. And that's why we want to have as many people as we can to show up at the rallies, also at the hearings. But the rally would be a nice starting point where we just mass everybody together and say, we want you to pass these. And at least if we can get coverage from everyone across the state, somebody from Ponderay County and Walla Walla and Spokane, lots of folks in Spokane, then we can let them know that this initiative is not just a King County issue or a Western Washington issue. This, these six initiatives affect everybody across the state of Washington. So we need you there to be there. The initiative process is one of the few processes that our founding fathers gave us as a tool that when we have a government that doesn't respect us and changes our laws to be horrible, this is our only tool to push back. An initiative, once it's passed by the, the voters in November, cannot be vetoed. Can, the NC can't stop it. At this point, the attorney general can't stop it. The legislature cannot stop it. Once you did your part in getting the signatures, this machine of the initiatives got rolling. And the only way to finish it off and get it done would be at the ballot box in November. So we do need all of you to be aware of these, tell all your friends, vote on it, and show up at the rally because that tells people our strength. And hopefully this is just the beginning and we'll get a large movement across the state of Washington to support the six initiatives. So the immediate response from the citizenry can be the rally Friday the 23rd at noon on the Capitol steps. And then also people can follow those on ledge.wa.gov for when the hearings are going to be coming up. They can also follow that on Let's Go Washington's website. Again, that's Let's Go Washington spelled out. Just go to the website, get the information there. Let's go there. Wa.com. Let, mm-hmm. Let's go wa.com. And then definitely, you know, go to ledge.wa.gov and, you know, follow these issues so that you can testify if you can't take the drive over there and testify in the hearing you can do so remotely in some cases and you can also make comments on the bill and you know believe me the the people that are working for the legislators the legislative staff are paying attention to the little what they call tick marks where they've got a number of people testifying they pay attention to the pros and the cons and so it's important that we engage government because they can't represent us if they don't hear from us 
Of course, we know a lot of them don't want to hear from us, but it's our jobs as citizens to be engaged with this process. So uh, the other thing, too, is that these initiatives, we want to get them over the line at the ballot box because the citizens need to have their voice heard. Uh, what is it? Is it two or three million signatures that were gathered by Let's Go Washington and all the volunteers? And- yeah, about 425,000 signatures times six. Times six, so, 425,000 right. signatures yeah. times six. So that's a whole lot of uh, time that citizens put into making sure that these things were going to get oh. on the ballot. And I think yes. that this is is just the beginning of a new era of the initiative process being used to put our legislature in check because it's amazing. Like I said earlier, they say, oh, affordable housing, but then they're going to take away our ability to use energy that is cost effective to heat our homes they're going to make it more expensive to live in washington even with the bills that they are working on this year bills they passed last year of course like this police pursuit bill we saw a huge spike in crime we even heard of examples of in in spokane and over on the other side of the state of criminals calling 911 telling them to tell their officer to quit pursuing them because they knew the law and they didn't want to be held accountable for crime. So we saw crime skyrocket, and the legislature should have seen that this end of police pursuit was going to cause problems in our communities and for law enforcement to hold criminals accountable, and they didn't do it. That's why the Citizens Initiative has to get it done. So obviously we've got to step in more as citizens if we want to protect our communities. Sharon? Right. And then with the police pursuit, what we're doing is empowering the criminals, empowering the, and they're getting younger and younger to age over this uh, Super Bowl. It was teenagers. And over here, we just had a teenager, 12 and 13 year old, hijacking a car. And at, at one point in the following of them, the police could not pursue. And so it just gives them the license to do more. And there's smash and grabs, and it's just property damages to storefronts as they get run into because the police could not pursue them. Well, and we've had the local law enforcement in the studio talking with us and our local sheriff here, Sheriff Knowles in Spokane County has told us in instances where he saw something where he thought he should try to pull a person over, but if they decide to flee, he couldn't pursue. That's our own Mm -hmm. sheriff. I think it's happening everywhere. And in the worst cases is when, because they didn't pursue someone was, hurt or killed. And and we do have those situations happening. It appears to be more and more often than well, we'd like to see. And the whole excuse that was used in ending police pursuit was that they didn't want to see police chases. They didn't want to see uh, confrontations of criminals in communities because of, you know, possible liabilities, issues, cost to government, cost of the citizenry injuries but what we've seen is a spike in criminal activity that causes a lot more victims because the criminals know that there's not going to be accountability right behind them with their lights on and even you know with our changes that we have in the initiative it does not take away that there has to be due diligence and the police have to get authorized to do the pursuit in the first place it just allows them more range of when they can do so so we yeah. we, ne- we did, are not taking away any of those cautious clauses in there to make sure that we have safety. Well, and obviously law enforcement has in policy 
guidance. You know, they have to use their, their lights. They have to use their sirens. There is certain places and and municipal governments get to make their own laws as well in cities and areas on what speeds the officers can attain to try to pull someone over when those high speed chases occur. You know, one of the, the, it's interesting to me because I see a lot of state patrol on Washington highways pulling people over. You know, they're probably one of the only ones that are still writing traffic tickets. The city of Spokane, we don't even have traffic enforcement. So it's not like police are pursuing people in high-speed chases because they were doing 10 miles an hour over the speed limit. That's just not occurring. And so the legislature made this misguided policy with false claims really on what the outcome would be and what the outcome has been is that 425,000 citizens said we want safer streets and they signed the initiative. And again, it's the citizens pushing back using the only tool they have, the initiative process. And we need to go through and have our rallies, let them know that we're serious, that we're watching this, and that we are going to take it all the way to the ballot box if they don't do something now. Let's jump into a a little bit. We got about five minutes left. Let's jump into a little bit more of the conversation on why the citizens had to do, well, maybe not the why the citizens had to do this, but that the legislature has these failed policies. They don't correct them and the citizens have to do it. What has been um, their agenda on trying to slow down these initiatives in the, in Olympia? Cause it really seems like they want to discourage citizens from engaging government in this way. Well, that's the beauty of the initiative is when they really cannot slow it down. They could ignore it completely, in which case it goes straight to the ballot box. This is something that there's no nothing that the legislature, the attorney general, or the governor can do to stop the process once we got the signatures certified. So they would like to for, for it to go away, and I believe it is the public pressure that is causing them to even have hearings on 2081 parent notification, 2113 police pursuit, and 2011 no income tax. Well, I think that the 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 backlash of the citizenry come election time when these folks have to rerun for office is part of the reason why they're hearing them as well. Also, the 425,000 signatures, but it seems to me, and, I, and I've heard some absurd claims by uh, lawmakers in Olympia, like, oh, well, the cost of, you know, putting these initiatives on the ballot's going to be this much money, you know, statewide. We got, you know, these million voters and we got to put this on the ballot. It's going to cost us money when it's cost us a fortune because of these initiatives. I mean, billions of dollars have been extracted from our state. And, you know, when we think about a rich person or a corporation or a small business, not just what we pay at the gas pump, you think about the the amount of money extracted, billions of dollars in Washington state. Uh, I think $2 billion was their amount last year. That all gets extracted to the end consumer, us that are trying to put food on the table and buy shoes for our kids and things like that. I think that the cost, it was so ridiculous. They said, oh, it's going to cost money to put it on the ballot. Just that one issue is billions of dollars extracted from our state. And on the other issues, what's the billions of dollars in the future? And uh, tens of that, uh, I would say probably tens of millions of dollars, at least in the last couple of years, in more damages, more victims, because police aren't pursuing. Right. And I mean, the, the cost to the citizen, just the, the average mom, the family, the mom and dad, the, the worker is much more than I mean, it's like they don't even think of the impact of what it's costing us. And just also the, the cost of what they're doing. It, it's not common sense. I mean, why would you want to get rid of natural gas completely 
and allow folks that have been using natural gas to all of a sudden be forced to go to electric or some other method. We can't do wood stoves anymore. So um, just there, there is no common sense and there's no rational thinking. Well, using natural gas was making. the common sense. If we use natural gas to produce our energy, we can shut down some coal plants. If we use natural gas to heat our homes, it's the lowest emission way of heating our homes because, uh, of course, the electricity has got to come from somewhere. And if there isn't enough electricity in the grid to charge the electric cars and, you know, do all the other stuff and, and heat homes too, then we're going to have to start firing up those coal plants in Montana again. Right. Well, that, but yet that's what they're trying to do, you know, get rid of natural gas completely. And so. tear down the dams, the insanity yeah. in Olympia. <laughs> yeah. Get rid of the electricity. Oh, and you can't use natural gas. The insanity in Olympia needs to be confronted and it needs to be confronted by the citizenry because that who the is the government's, uh, you know, obviously we're their employer. They are our employees, and we can talk to our legislators via ledge.wa.gov. Go on there. It's a taxpayer-funded social media site. Also, go to letsgowa.com, and there's a rally coming up again Friday, this Friday, the 23rd, at noon in Olympia at the Capitol. Let's stay informed. I think this initiative process is going to be something that we're going to have to utilize in the future because of the crazy that's coming out of Olympia, and we're going to see more initiatives coming to us that we can sign and use as leverage against the legislative process who seems to be uh, banned against the citizens in taxing us and increasing the cost of living in Washington and decreasing safety. Thanks, Sharon, for coming Thank on with you. us today. Thank you. Hope to see you in Olympia. <laughs> That's right, folks. Again, letsgowa.com and uh, show up to these rallies. Also, follow the legislative process. You can make comments either in person in the hearings or via ledge.wa.gov. All that being said, we'll be with you folks again tomorrow. Bye-bye. You have been listening to Right Spokane Perspective. We are sponsored by Right Spokane Perspective, LLC, and made possible by advertisers you hear and contributions from listeners like you.